Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. I can't speak for everybody in talk radio, but I'm sure if I'm not alone, I'm among a real small handful of us. That Iran has been behind blowing up the Middle East. That Biden's been behind Iran blowing up the Middle East because he's been rearming them with billions, uh, much of it due to his refusal uh, to continue to support the restrictions that, was placed, that were placed on uh, Iran and its economy and its oil. Direct money, tens of billions to Iran, direct money through the UN, hundreds of millions to Hamas, hundreds of millions directly from us to the PLO. It's the PA, no, it's the PLO, thank me. And, of course, their policies. Look, the Islamist terrorists, the Islamist Nazis, see weakness. They're like uh, cockroaches. And Joe Biden and Blinken, (coughs) they're busy chasing the cockroaches that are, like, crawling up the wall, but they're not going behind the wall where they all are, Mr. Producer. How's that for an analogy? These are murders that want to blow us off the face of the earth. Now, these attacks on us through their surrogates, the Houthis, among others, have been met with a miserable response. Miserable. And so Iran says, okay, we'll take one of your tankers. That's been met with a miserable response. And the Houthis say, you didn't hurt us. So they fire more uh, missiles and, sh- and fly more drones to attack us. But a few hours back, Iran stepped it up. From the Jerusalem Post, or really any news network right now, the American consulate in Erbil, in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, was attacked Monday evening by drones belonging to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, according to a report on Al Jazeera. Now, this is interesting. The Iranian National Guard, that's what Soleimani used to head, and, of course, Trump took him out. Al Jazeera is the newspaper, the media outlet for Qatar, the friend of Biden's, and not just Biden's, but so many in this country that have spent money supporting Hamas and other terrorist activities. The IRGC took responsibility for the attack in northern Iraq, announcing that they had attacked an intelligence headquarters and gathering place of anti-Iranian terrorist organizations in response to the latest terrorist crimes against Iran's enemies. Now, you may recall we sent men and women to fight in Iraq to democratize Iraq under George W. Bush. You might remember the Purple Fingers, people voting. Iraq is now a client state of Iran under Joe Biden. 
Iraq's already been conquered by Iran, effectively, under Joe Biden. We've been attacked. We've been attacked by drones and missiles we paid for, directly and indirectly. We've been attacked. We've had over 100 casualties, big, including brain damage and small, to American Armed Forces personnel in the region. Actually, over 150. And we and the Brits and maybe Norway or somebody else. We hit some of their sites, but then Joe Biden said, made it clear that we didn't hit any citizens. Because, you know, that's the goal here. Not to defend America, but don't hit any citizens. Of course, it's the opposite goal with the enemy. Kill as many citizens as you can, and then let events follow. Joe Biden has widened the war in the Middle East because of his failed diplomacy. Not because he supports Israel, not because Israel's defending itself, not because Israel wants to crush its enemy. They keep saying if they get, they get a little breather, they're going to attack Israel. Israel says, no breather, we're not taking our foot off your damn throat. And keep your friggin' hands off our girls, you bastards. That's what Israel says. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's gotten a lot of people killed including Americans in Afghanistan, including Americans still there. We don't even know what's happened to them, including friendlies in Afghanistan who fought side by side and just assumed that if we left, we would leave in a way that wouldn't imperil them and their families. They were wrong. Unfortunately, for some of them, they were dead wrong. Now there's a piece in Axios. Axios is a radical left-wing website. And there's a guy by the name of Barack Ravid. What's with everybody named Barack? They're all kind of putrid. Barack Obama, the former chief justice in Israel, Barack. And now this fraud. This guy is one of these phony reporters. We have him here. They have him in Israel. Who, in my humble opinion, just might be, hates his own country. Or he wouldn't write the crap that he writes. So he is sort of the Thomas Friedman for Axios. That is, when the administration wants to get propaganda out, undermining Israel, undermining Netanyahu, who they all hate, they go to Barack Raviv. And he's happy to serve, serve them on, on his knees. Now, I don't mean that. You know what I mean. And so there's a piece in there. Joe Biden is growing tired and weary and frustrated with the elected leader of Israel, Netanyahu. That he hasn't called him in 20 days. And I thought, well, that's not unusual. I don't think he's called his defense secretary in 20 days, but that's beside the point. So they're putting out the word, just like Biden and his people put out the word to the New York Times that they wanted Merrick Garland to indict Donald Trump and stop screwing around like a pondering judge they got the message out and that's what they did they get the message out through uh propagandists and mouthpieces like barack raviv will make him famous or infamous in this country most of you don't even know who he is understandable maybe we'll get the hebrew equivalent of the pulitzer prize mr producer what do you think of that 
Maybe we'll get the Goldberg Prize. If there is one. Nonetheless. He's in the circle of uh, jerks. May I say that, Mr. Producer? The circle of jerks who undermine their own country. We have them here who undermine our country. In my humble opinion, that's what he does. It's a time of war. It's a time of Oh, but you know, there have been elections during times of war. There have been elections during times of war. Why don't you shut up and stay in your lane, you moron? How hard is it to be you? Getting talking points from the administration and then spewing them and attaching the line anonymous so they didn't want to be quoted. Wow, that's a tough job. But he reports in there, dutifully, against his own government, that our regime in this country is tired of Netanyahu. They may not keep putting up with this. He's got five sources. Wow! And they may not be putting up with him anymore. And they may not support his war effort anymore. Let me tell you what's really going on. Raviv is too stupid or too ideological to tell the truth, in my humble opinion, of course. First and foremost, Joe Biden's about Joe Biden. That's it. If he needed to be a racist segregationist when he came into the Senate, he was a racist segregationist. If he needed to support the uh, crime bill in 1994, he supported it. Not anymore. If he believed abortion should be rare and should be paid for by the federal government, he doesn't believe that anymore. And I can go on and on, but what's the point? Point's been made. Joe Biden sees, and I talked about this a few months ago, what his party has done. Through immigration, through propaganda in our colleges and universities, they've created in the United States, a domestic Hamas. Islamists. And you don't have to actually be Muslim, in my view, to have an Islamist mentality. Doesn't hurt, but you don't have to. If you believe in what they believe, that's good enough. They've created this Marxist movement that is ubiquitous in this country, in every aspect of our culture. And... They have allowed this Islamist mentality through Hamas, through CARE, and their front groups, many of them funded by George Soros and supported by Noam Chomsky, self-haters of the worst order. By media in this country, by the Jake Tappers, the Andrew Mitchells, and so many others, the Joy Reeds, the Yentas on The View, other low IQ morons to run defense for these people to celebrate them to promote them and now this happens on every Marxist or Islamist revolution what do they do Mr. Producer they kill off each other now in this case I mean politically of course But look at Lenin and Stalin, busy killing off their competitors. Mao. Oh, just like Xi, you know, they have these uh, cleansing operations. Everyone's corrupt but them. 
You're corrupt? All right, execute him. Uh, Un, the third in a line of low IQ, fat slob inbreds. Same thing. Castro. Che Guevara with all those cool T-shirts. Same thing. Maduro and Venezuela. Same thing. And all throughout the Middle East. Same thing. Well, it's not as aggressive. It's a softer kind of Marxist slash Islamist mentality. Thanks to our Constitution. And all those men who wrote it, ratified it, and adopted it. You know, those guys. Those guys. Yeah, those guys. And so now... This is the Democrat Party base. Not black people, not Hispanic people, not Asian people, not Jewish people. Marxists and Islamists. That's the Democrat Party base. Now the other day, this weekend, you may not have heard this, there was an insurrection that took place. You might want to circle the date on your calendar. I believe it was... Was it Saturday or Sunday, Mr. Producer? Maybe it was both days. So we'll circle January, what is it? January 13th on our calendar. Insurrection Day. Something about January. But that said, January 13th, Insurrection Day. They were trying to take down the fencing surrounding the White House. They had to move people out of the White House. Move them out of the White House. Joe wasn't there. Of course Joe's not there. Look, you got a 6 in 10 chance that Joe will be at the White House. Well, he wasn't there. And they're called pro-Palestinian. And listen, I agree. I don't know why the media chastised me. To be pro-Palestinian today means to be pro-Hamas. It's okay. They keep splitting here. Well, they're not the Hamas group. How do you know? Well, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say there was a survey put out yesterday. And these are Arab think tanks and others who are doing these surveys. 67%. It was a huge survey of all Arabs in the Middle East. Support October 7th. Wow. Can we at least suggest that a majority... Of the people in Washington the other day supported what happened on October 7th? Yes, I think we can logically conclude that. And I will. That's the Democrat Party base, as I've been saying for months. They're going to vote for Joe Biden. Well, what about Joe and genocide and all that? They're either going to vote for Joe or they're going to vote third party. They're not Republicans. For all the talk and propaganda, the Democrat Party media and the Democrat Party operatives who are in the Democrat Party media. January 6th was nothing compared to what happened during the summer of 2020, where cities burned. The number of hundreds and hundreds of casualties. At least a score of people were murdered. That was a revolution. People were armed. People were shot. Not on the Capitol. 
One person was shot by a hero now, we're told. He shot through the door and killed a veteran who didn't have a weapon, who wasn't violent, who didn't break anything. He's a hero. And so bad is it that Joe Biden has to pretend and lie that five police officers or some number lost their lives that day. No, they didn't. Doesn't matter. Democracy. They created, did the Democrat Party, the media, their phony masterminds in these universities. They've created this. We have a terrorist supporting population. It's big enough, not huge, but big enough in our midst. And the Democrat Party created it. That's what Joe Biden's reacting to, you idiot, Barack Ravine. It's hurting his base. The majority of Democrat young people oppose Israel. Oppose Israel. Where'd they get that from? And you run cover. You run cover of him, or whatever the hell your name is, for Biden. Pathetic. And so is Biden. That's why Biden is stabbing Israel in the back and is poised to make it even worse for them. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. For the last several months, we've witnessed in the media, in academia, in the Democrat Party, and the White House. Rabid anti-Semitism. It's everywhere. People are completely out of the closet. And they feel free to say things that are just horrendous. Last night, we heard rabid anti-Christianity. White evangelical Christians, it was their turn. Iowa doesn't look like America. Too many white evangelical Christians. I don't even know what that means. Isn't Iowa part of America? Just too many whites and Christians, you see. That wouldn't be said about any other race or pigmentation, ever. 
And so the vote, what they're trying to say in Iowa, is illegitimate. It's not legitimate. It's not America. Diversity, they say. We need diversity. But they don't believe in diversity. We have black conservatives, brown conservatives, women conservatives, Asian conservatives, Jewish conservatives, gay conservatives, on and on and on. They have nothing but contempt for them. They despise them because they go against the narrative. The narrative. But they don't support diversity. If you have an idea that's different than theirs, they want to shut you down and shut you up. They want to intimidate you and threaten you. So you might say they only support diversity when it comes to physical characteristics or belief systems. But the truth is they don't support that either. The segregationists are back. The Democrat Party racist segregationists are back. Just new Democrat racist segregationists who focus on different races than the Democrat Party did 100 years ago. Now, a lot of these people who talk this way are first, second, third generation Americans. Not all. And by the way, almost all of them are college graduates. Almost all of them are in the media. College professors, law school professors. You don't hear this kind of talk among working class, blue collar Americans. You just don't. White privilege, you see. Iowa's white privilege. Iowa is really not to be considered a serious state, and the outcome is not to be considered serious. After all, Nikki didn't win. But look at this. They voted mostly for Trump. And honestly, if you add Trump with DeSantis, nearly three-fourths of the voters in Iowa went conservative. Notice nobody talks about that. Nearly three-fourths of the voters went conservative, even though Haley and the Democrat Party pushed Democrats and independents to vote as Republicans yesterday. But three-fourths of the voters, which means even a bigger percentage of Republicans, perhaps upwards of over 80%, voted conservative. So we have to hate Iowa now. Iowa. Places like Kansas and Nebraska, they feed us. But we have to hate them. Because they don't meet the diversity requirement that Joy Reid, I think she's second generation, insists. Joy Reid, who a little over a decade ago lied about her social posts, said somebody obviously posted those for her. She's a liar and a racist and a bigot and an anti-Semite. Feel free to sue me. We'll get to the bottom of everything. I don't cower from this stuff. Doesn't cost me anything. I'll represent myself. Now that said, I want you again, as I say, to look at Arlington National Cemetery. 
If you've never visited it and you're in the Washington area, visit it. Acre after acre. Hill after hill. Oh, there's some crosses. There's some uh, uh, headstones of other religions. No question, great heroes. The vast majority are crosses. That is, the vast majority of people dead in that cemetery. And that's just one military cemetery, just one national cemetery. We have them all over the country, all over the world. Are white. Are Christian. Why don't some of these reprobates go to Arlington, then ask these poor souls if they feel like they've experienced white privilege. Ask these poor souls fighting to save our country, fighting in our civil war, ask them. if they fought for a white-dominant society. Ask them. The men who founded this nation, not all, but the overwhelming majority, were white Christians. It's not a perfect country. When this country was founded... When this country was founded, slavery was rampant on the continent of Africa. Black tribes enslaving black tribes. Slavery was rampant in the Middle East. Arab enslaving Arab. Slavery was rampant in Southeast Asia. Slavery was rampant in Central and South America. Slavery was rampant everywhere on the planet. everywhere and it still exists in the Middle East it still exists in Africa it still exists in Southeast Asia and it still exists on our southern border on our southern border but we're to destroy our own country not because the people who seek to destroy it are opposed to slavery. Officially, slavery was ended with the Civil War. Segregation was ended. Slavery started again on our southern border thanks to Biden. Segregation has started again in our institutions thanks to the Democrat Party and CRT and the like. It's because they hate what's great about America. Critical race theory is not taught because there's slavery in America. Critical race theory is taught to destroy a free America. An America that addressed at massive cost its own imperfections. This Marxist movement has nothing to do with slavery. It has everything to do with destroying freedom. Your lifestyle, 
representative government, the Constitution. Wherever Marxism in one form or another is imposed and practiced, you have tyranny, you have genocide, you have political prisons. These people aren't fighting about slavery. They're not fighting about American history. They're trying to destroy America today. As it exists. Marxism didn't succeed in China because of what occurred in America. Marxism wasn't imposed in Cuba because what happened in America. Marxism wasn't imposed in North Korea because what happened happened in America. And on and on and on. These genocidal regimes, and not just Marxists, have nothing to do with America. Or the men who founded this country. And it is because of what those men did. It is because of the Declaration of Independence. It is because of the Constitution that even now the Democrats and their Marxists wave around in order to protect themselves while they burn it at the same time. It is because of George Washington and George Mason and James Madison. It is because of these great men. It is because of Thomas Jefferson and the Declaration. It is because of Hamilton. It's because of all of these great white Christian men. That we have the freest, most humane, most equal, most prosperous country on the face of the earth. It's because of them that minorities today, today, are flocking into America. Particularly people from Central and South America, particularly people from the continent of Africa, particularly people from the Middle East and Southeast Asia. By the millions are coming into a country that was established by white Christians for the most part, embracing the Judeo-Christian belief system and creating a country like this. I want to thank the Iowa folks, the people in Iowa. Not because of their race, but because of their patriotism. I want to thank the people all over this country. Not because of their race, because of their patriotism. It is a grotesque miscarriage of the soul of this country. Mischaracterization. That these media buffoons, racists, anti-Semites, Democrats, that they project onto this country. And I believe it was Donald Trump who said last night, and I think DeSantis has said it as well, God knows I say it all the time. If we had a media in this country that at least attempted to pursue objectivity and partiality, look, they're impossible to achieve, but it's the process of attempting to do it 
this country would not be at Civil War edge. This country would be far more harmonious. This country would be a happier place, a more spiritual place. But here we are. Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. I want to tell you a little story that broke before the program came on the air. You may not think it's very relevant. I think it's totally relevant. It's the way I look at things. Pakistan's ex-Prime Minister Imran Khan indicted on charge of violating marriage law, Mr. Producer. Associated depressed Islamabad, a Pakistani court today, indicted, imprisoned former Prime Minister Imran Khan and his wife on a charge that their 2018 marriage violated the legal requirement that a woman wait three months before remarrying, his lawyer said. Khan denied the charge, and his lawyer, Intasar Panjutha, called the case one of scores against the former prime minister that he sees as a politically motivated attempt to keep Khan out of Pakistan's general elections to be held next month. Now, is this not illustrative of what's going on in our country? This is Pakistan. This is the third world. This is the third world. Khan's wife, Bushra Bibi, who's a spiritual healer, was previously married to a man named Kanwar Manika, who has claimed that they divorced in November 2017, less than three months ahead of Khan's January 1, 2018 marriage, which was announced the February of that year. But Bibi has said the divorce was in August of 2017. Khan, who previously was married to socialite Jamima Goldsmith and journalist Rahim Khan, and his current wife have both denied that they violated the three-month waiting period, and it goes on. Why don't they charge them with the Ku Klux Klan Act, Mr. Producer? Or maybe the mishandling of documents. Or maybe the Enron obstruction statute. Or maybe federal contractor violation. No, they found their own law over there, as they have scores of them. This is the marriage law. To keep this guy from running against the current president of Pakistan. Now, none of you have heard about this today. None of this is being reported on cable or network TV. None of this is being reported on radio. And yet it's a perfect illustration of horrific third world interference with campaigns and the destruction of democracy. I'll use their word, democracy. And yet, it's being done in our country even worse. Now, this is why immunity for a president after he leaves the White House is so critical. Because this is exactly what's going to happen right here. And it already has in Washington in the January 6th case. Those statutes are phony statutes. On January 6th, the Democrat Party and the media have hyped up 
that that was an insurrection. It's not an insurrection. Not even close to an insurrection. Not even close to a violent riot. There were no guns that were fired. Don't get me wrong. I don't defend the, the, the individuals in there who were violent as individuals. But it wasn't a violent riot like the riots we saw in 2020. And I make no excuse for what people who actually hit police or hurt police or broke things, no excuse for them. I'm talking about the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of others that didn't do anything wrong. Certainly not requiring this kind of treatment by the Biden administration. So I'm clear on that regardless of what anybody tries to spin. But this is an example of what can happen. And what has happened with Donald Trump. You look at this and you say, this is unbelievable. Okay, the issue there is marriage. That's just an excuse as they say, they're going to they're bring multiple indictments on different cases. It's to keep this guy. And this guy's already in prison. The former prime minister of Pakistan is in prison. Because he's the former prime minister. So he's been indicted. That is charged. Convicted. I'm sure it was a perfectly legitimate trial. And imprisoned. And now they're piling on with more charges. That is exactly what they want to do to Donald Trump. I hope this puts things into perspective. That's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. I've been meaning to get to this story. But now's a good time. Talking about the election and elections in New Hampshire's next week and... Look, let me be perfectly honest with you. There are shows, whether they're on radio or TV or network or whatever the hell they are, that just keep hyping, 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 hyping. Keep pushing polls, 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 polls. Haven't we been burned by enough polls? They bring in legal, uh, excuse me, uh, political analysts. Many of them the same faces. Many of them the same faces. And I guess this is supposed to be compelling. But here we have a piece in Red State from two days ago, as I say, I meant to get to it. What was that about a deep state? Check out these plans to deal with Trump if he wins. Joe Biden and the Democrats truly take the cake, writes Nick Arama. Biden is down in the polls to Trump. He's the leading GOP candidate. So they're doing all they can to play up the threat to democracy, quote-unquote, from Trump. And now I have no doubt whoever was leading would immediately become Hitler to them. You better believe it, except for, except for Haley. Except for Haley. She'd be Mother Teresa. Because that's how they do things. That's their only play, given Biden has such a horrible record. He has no real accomplishment on which to run. Yes, he does. If you're pro-Hamas and anti-Semites, if you're pro-China and so forth and so on. That's his record. Couldn't do an NBC report. The powers that be are already trying to work to put Trump in check. You know, the party that supports democracy. People talk about the deep state. Check out what they're saying here. They're worried if Trump may win, so the unelected people want to thwart how the elected representative people might exercise this part. Let me, let me take this a step further before I quote this. 
this is the Democrat Party in this election and every election now going forward. To destroy the voting system, the integrity of the vote, to take down all the barriers that prevent fraud, illegal immigration, obviously the legal immigrants, more and more they're going to be able to vote in local elections and state elections will make it impossible to police them at the federal level, but even more, they will have children who automatically become American citizens. All these people coming across the border, as soon as they have a child, they're treated as American citizens, the children, and they will be future voters. So this is what the Democrat Party is doing. Purposely, they don't care about the country. They care about their party. If you read The Democrat Party Hates America, you understand this. It's about their party, like in communist countries. It's about the party. Like in the Third Reich, it's about the party. It's not about the country. It's not about the people. It's the party, the power of the party, the power of the ruling class, the power of the elites. So NBC writes as follows. Now bracing for Trump's potential return, a loose-knit network of public interest groups, a public interest group is a tax-exempt group, so already they're violating our tax code. Nobody's going to touch them. When is the last time a radical left-wing Democrat or even liberal nonprofit organization that represents to the government, to the Internal Revenue Service, under penalty of perjury, that they are a non-political organization. You can be an advocacy organization. I got it. None that I can remember. I do remember them going after hundreds and hundreds of Tea Party groups under a false pretense, but let's go on. Now bracing for Trump's potential return, a loose-knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers is quietly devising plans to try to foil any efforts to expand presidential power, which could include pressuring the military to cater to his political needs, Trump's. Look at this sickness. Those taking part in the effort told NBC News they are studying Trump's past actions and 2024 policy positions. So they'll be ready if he wins in November. That involves preparing to take legal action and send letters to Trump appointees, spelling out consequences, in other words, threatening them. If they're going to undermine constitutional norms. Now, two points. This is the party that hates the Constitution, I thought because of the white supremacists and slaveholders who wrote it. That's number one. And number two, they're worried about constitutional norms. Is that why they tried to pack the Supreme Court? Is that why they're attacking the conservatives on the court, led by Clarence Thomas, undermining the independence of the court? Is that why we've opened borders in violation of our immigration laws? Constitutional norms, is that why Joe Biden has violated two Supreme Court rulings that basically told him to F off? Is that why? We're already starting to put together a team to think through the most damaging types of things that Trump might do so that we're ready to bring lawsuits if we have to, says, <coughs> excuse me, Miriam McCord, Executive Director of the Institution for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection at Georgetown Law. You know, it's like all these communist regimes. They use the word reform, or the People's Republic, and all the rest. They're the opposite. They're thugs and tyrants. The post on X, Twitter, I can't stop calling it Twitter, about the story has more than 2 million views, far more than a normal NBC post, because many were concerned about what the article was revealing. The post said exactly what I just read to you. The president is the commander-in-chief. 
If unelected people start trying to dictate or interfere in that power, you may have a problem, America. You may have a problem. Brad Cates, political consultant and pundit, says, say these same public interest groups, quote-unquote, private individuals, NGOs, lawmakers, wouldn't happen to be many of the same people who were lauded and applauded in the glowing Time magazine piece back in 2021 for successfully managing a shadow campaign to fortify the 2020... uh, Hold on one second here. The 2020 election against Donald Trump, would they? Of course they are. But it's good of Brad to remember that. And same with others. A network of these groups. And so it's... Their concern is Trump, or a conservative, gets elected. And he's going to put an end to this kind of abuse. By these phony charities, he's going to, they're going to put an end to it. And so then they point, oh, look at this, they're against democracy. You have no idea. Honestly, you, you understand maybe from a distance or a general perspective, the extent to which there are people in just a couple mile area in and around Washington, D.C., that holds so much power over you, that are so entrenched, both in and out of the government. You've got the leeches and the parasites who hang on to the government after they've been in government, or they go into government after they've been out of government. You see it in the media. It's a completely different world. Completely different world. It's all about control and power and special interest. We've come so far, and I mean away from, the way this republic was supposed to be. With the decentralization of power. It's, all, it's centralized power. And it's only getting worse, and it's only going to get worse. The same people go on about, oh, democracy. We're going to have Hitler. We're going to have a dictatorship. Well, they would know. They would know. Tell me, name name more than a handful of Democrats in the House of Representatives who were appalled by the anti-Semitism that took place in the streets. Putting aside the Jewish members. But you can't even do that. Look at Bernie Sanders in the Senate. It's all for it. It's a thug and a phony. But put that aside. You had far more who were okay with it. There were two resolutions put forward by Republicans in the House. Half the Democrats voted against them. They don't want any changes at our universities and colleges. None. The Biden administration won't even investigate how many people are here on visas, including student visas, who ought to be thrown the hell out of the country. They're not going to deport them. They won't deport criminals. Mark Levin. Great one makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. The Democrats in our media get very, very angry when they think a foreign government's interfering with our election, even when they're not. They get very, very angry when they try to claim that Donald Trump was working with Vladimir Putin to get elected president, which he never did. 
They built an entire Russia collusion story, an investigation, criminal investigation. Two and a half years of media around the idea that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to win the election. Now, ladies and gentlemen, something horrendous is going on in a list of horribles by this administration. And just as Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party got the assistance of NBC and the rest of the media, it's happening again. But this time, their target is not Trump. Not today, it will be tomorrow. It's Benjamin Netanyahu. Biden, Blinken, Obama, Andrea Mitchell, Jake Tapper, Bernie Sanders, all colluding to destroy the state of Israel. By decapitating the elected government there, Benjamin Netanyahu, who they've also tried to put in prison, Replacing him with somebody who will in effect be a puppet to the Democrat Party, the media, and the Biden administration. They're doing all of this through leaks to the media, and they're doing this behind the scenes with other individuals in Israel to try and take out Netanyahu. Here's the story by Andrea Mitchell, who you'd expect. You know, Andrea Mitchell, Thomas Friedman, these people, they're self-hating Jews. But even more, they're mouthpieces for pro-Hamas, Middle Eastern, and Biden and Biden administration officials. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, this is from Andrea Mitchell, dialed up pressure on Benjamin Netanyahu on Wednesday over the future of the Gaza Gaza Strip, laying bare the Biden administration's growing frustrations with the Israeli Prime Minister's rejection of a proposal last week. I don't know if the Israelis given us any advice about Mexico. But I want you to think about that. Is there another country on the face of the earth that the Democrats treat like this? There's a profound opportunity for regionalization in the Middle East. Regionalization. In the greater Middle East that we've not had before, says Blinken, during an interview at the World Economic Forum Summit in Davos, Switzerland, the challenge is realizing it. So now they see as a result of all these horrendous attacks on Israel that this is an opportunity to create a Palestinian country, to take land away from Israel, more land, their homeland. Blinken still hasn't been held to account for what he did in Afghanistan. Still. Asked if Netanyahu is the prime minister for seizing this opportunity, Blinken said, These are decisions for Israelis to make. This is an inflection point. They don't mean that. They are involved in the internal governing affairs of the state of Israel, the internal politics of the state of Israel. They're doing the bidding of George Soros, 
They're doing the bidding of Thomas Friedman, a reprobate at the New York Times. They're doing the bidding of Bernie Sanders. Meanwhile, the Iranians are getting a nuclear weapon. The Iranians are attacking our troops. Iran has attacked Pakistan. But this is about regionalization. Blinken's comments made during an interview with New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Can you imagine? Come just a week after a trip to the Middle East to try to get Israel and Arab leaders to agree on a path forward for Gaza once the war with Hamas ends. They don't. What do you mean once the war with Hamas ends? They want it to end tomorrow with an Israeli surrender. Because Hamas is never going to stop. How do we know? They told us that. The Biden administration and Netanyahu's divisions over Israel's handling of its war with Hamas, as well as the Israeli leaders' refusal to consider U.S. proposals for a post-war Gaza. The U.S. proposals with an S, the U.S. proposal is to give it to the Palestinians, who in turn will vote in Hamas. And if it's not Hamas, it'll be some other Islamo-Nazi organization. The surveys tell us that. The Arab and Palestinian surveys tell us that. You've never seen pressure like this on Israel before in your lives. Never. Because the Islamists in our country populate our schools, populate our media, and populate the Democrat Party and their regime. Blinken is pro-Iran. He's hired pro-Iranian advisors. He will not lift the finger to stop Iran from attacking our troops or from building nuclear weapons. And so under that environment, what they're saying is Netanyahu. Let, let me be clear. Netanyahu is the only leader in the entire free world who's standing up to this. So they want to take him out. And they're leaking like sieves now. The Secretary of State, Andrew Mitchell, you are disgusting. You are shameless. You sit there as a stenographer for this administration. You are grotesque. The Secretary of State returned to Washington, the official said, having been rebuffed by Netanyahu on all but one of the administration's asks and understanding that Israel would not attack Hezbollah in Lebanon. So Israel wouldn't do what Blinken told them to do. Which is what Obama wants them to do. Because in the end, Blinken is an Obama operative. Goes on. Blinken's major achievement on the trip was getting a commitment from Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and four other Arab leaders to help rebuild Gaza after the war, multiple senior administration officials said. The Arab leaders are agreed to support a new reformed Palestinian government to secure Gaza, the officials. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? A reformed government? Well, if they're a quote-unquote democracy, they're not going to elect a reformed government. The Peaceful, moderate Palestinian citizens 
When they vote, they vote for terrorists. Every damn time. The Saudi Crown Prince offered to normalize relations with Israel as part of a Gaza reconstruction agreement, a diplomatic development Netanyahu has long sought, but only if the Israeli leader agrees to provide Palestinians with a pathway to statehood. That was not always the case. It wasn't the case under the Trump administration. It wasn't the case before this war broke out. It's the case now because Blinken has told the Saudis to make it a condition. And Blinken has said it because Obama and Thomas Friedman have told him to say it. Netanyahu rejected the offer, officials said. Notice how they're putting all this out to Andrea Mitchell. She's not a reporter. She's a mouthpiece. Telling Blinken that he's not prepared to make a deal that allows for a Palestinian state. And that's, you see, cannot be accepted by Blinken and the other Islamists and Marxists. Now, three senior U.S. officials. So they talked to Blinken and Sullivan and they talked to others. So we have three senior officials now. Say the Biden administration is looking past Netanyahu to try to achieve its goals in the region. Several senior U.S. officials told NBC News that Netanyahu, quote, will not be there forever. Well, God willing, neither will Biden. He doesn't talk this way to China. He kisses G's ass. He kisses G's ass in public and private. He doesn't talk this way to Vladimir Putin. He doesn't talk this way to any of the genocidal murders and dictators around the world. None of them. But Netanyahu, why not? It would be suicidal, and Netanyahu knows it, to give the Palestinians their own state. Jordan knows it. Egypt knows it. They all know it, which is why they don't want a single immigrant from the Gaza Strip coming to their countries. And neither would we. Can you imagine creating a country? What are you going to do if they elect Islamists? They're going to be allied immediately with Iran. They're going to be allied immediately with Turkey. They're going to be allied immediately with Qatar. Qatar! Who Biden embraces, who Blinken embraces. Do you understand, America, what's going on here? We have an administration that is hell-bent on destroying the state of Israel. And is literally providing billions of dollars to our enemies. To attack us and the state of Israel. When three short years ago, none of this was going on under Donald Trump. They go about, oh, democracy. There's chaos under Trump. No, there's chaos and war in the Middle East now. Under Biden and Blinken and Obama. Lincoln told Netanyahu that ultimately there is no military solution to Hamas, according to the officials leaking, and that would be Blinken, and that the Israeli leader needs to recognize that or a history will repeat itself and violence will continue. But the officials said Netanyahu was unmoved. Thank God. Netanyahu needs to try and protect his people. It's amazing. The attack happens on October 7th, and the meeting, the Democrats blame Netanyahu for not being prepared. Yet all the intelligence information didn't rise to the top. 
And it would, even if it did rise to the top, it wasn't his government there. It was the very government there that Biden is trying to reinstall by interfering in the state of Israel's governance. He won't even secure our own border, that dumb bastard. That's right, I said it. They use Hitler, I'll use that. The official said the Biden administration is trying to lay the groundwork. Ready? For other Israeli and civil society leaders in anticipation of an eventual post-Netanyahu government. They are trying to coalesce the radical left in Israel, the minority left-wing parties, that do not have the support of the Israelis. The media in Israel, like this fool, Barak, who hides behind Axios. Ehud Barak, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Lapid, former television face. He will do whatever Biden tells him to do. He just wants to be prime minister. It's incredible. Blinken also met individually with members of of Netanyahu's war cabinet and other Israeli leaders, including opposition leader and former Prime Minister Yair Lapid. And I remember them attacking Netanyahu for giving a speech openly and publicly in the House of Representatives, I think it was 2015, on, the, on Iran. Our government is going around the back of the Commander-in-Chief of Israel, the elected Prime Minister of Israel, going to his political opponents, going to his media enemies, going to, na- going to all these groups and organizations and the media to try and take out the leader of Israel in the middle of a war. In the middle of a war. And Andrea Mitchell keeps handing back two senior administration officials. You know who they are, Andrea. We all know who they are. Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. You know, we have a crisis in American education. I mean, it's a disaster. And it's affecting every corner of our country, our entire nation. Here's Benny Thompson, the chairman of the January 6th Stalinist Commission and other lousy, good-for-nothing things during today's hearing on Mayorkas. Cut 14, go. Those real levels of power don't seem to be flashy enough for my Republican colleagues. They don't want to do the hard work of creating workable laws or collaborating or compromising. See, this is the same lie time and again. Collaborating or compromising on what? On what, Benny? You don't tell us what. On what? What what do you want them to do? More money. More money for what? Ladies and gentlemen, Biden's in charge of the border. This is an area where he's not usurping control. He's in charge of the border. But he's helping the drug cartels. He's helping the slavers, as they're called. That's what he's doing. This is what his policies are doing. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. So we got to hear from... Benny Thompson, who tries to make a case against Trump, and here he is defending the indefensible. That's what I mean. These people are are corrupt. They're evil. Evil. They just won't compromise the Republicans. Well, did the Republicans trash all of Donald Trump's 
policies? No, it was the Democrats and their grand leader. I think I'll call him that, the Grand Kugel, Mr. Producer. The Grand Kugel. Some people call it Kegel. It's a Jewish food. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? So I'm going to, rather than the Grand Kugel, I think I'm going to call him the, it doesn't matter what I call him. Go ahead. To demand impeachment instead of engaging in a good faith effort to improve homeland security. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. What's happening on the border is intentional. Biden hasn't want to talk to anybody. He sends out his barely literate spokes idiot, who's a joke. Same lines, Republicans and no compromise. They got their lines. The Democrats are good at this. They're good Marxists. They're good fascists. They know how to repeat. It's the big lie. They like to talk about Hitler and the Third Reich, but they're very good at practicing Goebbels. That's right, I said it. The big lie and repetition. Really good at it. Go ahead. Republicans are more interested in giving interviews on Fox News. Oh, as they hate Fox. If they could just destroy Fox and Israel, the world would be fantastic to these. But just get rid of Israel. We'll have peace and harmony. Just get rid of Fox News so we don't have disinformation. While we're at it, get rid of the border. Get rid of citizenship. Get rid of gasoline and oil. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Go ahead. Dean has explained today there's no constitutional basis for impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. Of course there, there, there is. And I've cited the constitutional provisions many times. Just that Benny's a slow learner. Benny's an ideologue. Benny's a Marxist. Has been a very long time. Mark Green, Republican Tennessee, responds. Cut 15, go. And I have to address the ranking member's suggestion that we would use these young women as political pawns to make a political statement. I am offended by that. His, his closing remarks could have been made at a political rally. It's despicable to suggest that I would use the two of you as political stunts. I'm trying to show that every American is unsafe right now with these ridiculous border policies. What happened to you ladies and your daughters could happen to any American. And the reason they've happened is because the secretary isn't following the laws passed by this body, both Republicans and Democrats. And if he were a Republican, I'd be saying the exact same thing. It has nothing to do with politics for me. I spent 24 years prepared to give my life for this country. And at times I thought I might have. No, what matters to me is that document that I swore an oath to defend. And this secretary has spit on it by saying that co-equal branches of government don't matter to him. I'm sorry. He's got to go. He's so arrogant, he didn't even show up at this hearing. Remember during the January 6th committee, all the yelling about contempt, send them to jail, they're undermining Congress. You don't hear that anymore. 
Because the Marxists will use liberty to destroy liberty. They'll use the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. They're hypocrites. It doesn't matter. The ends justify the means. It doesn't matter. Equal application of the law? No way. Why would they do that? The law is an ass, and they'll use it as long as they have to until they have victory. Then they'll put in a new law. They're not about equality. They eliminated the word equality, and they replaced it with equity. Marx would be proud. So would Lenin. So would Mao. So would Castro. They'd all be proud. Good going, Joe. That's the way to do it. Equity. We're human beings. You can't have equity among human beings. We're not playthings. We're not data points. Equality in terms of equality of justice, equality under the law, yes. Equity has nothing to do with that. Equity says, in essence, you've got to end up at the same place. Unless, of course, you're a radical left-wing Democrat. The rules don't apply. They don't apply to George Soros or LeBron James. They don't apply. No. I want to thank Mark Green for that. Very, very important. But this is what's going on on the Hill today. Well, you people are working and paying taxes. Well, you people are doing your jobs. The Democrat Party did everything they could to sabotage this hearing about what's going on on the border. And I want Americans to understand this because it's becoming clear to all Americans, black, white, and in between. It's becoming clear to all politicians, whether they admit it or not, that our country is being destroyed, that our classrooms are being destroyed, that little kids can't even get into their classrooms anymore. It's becoming clear, particularly in every inner city in America, that they're going broke as a result of these policies. It's becoming clear that their citizens, many of whom, if not most, are minorities, are being shaken down, are being robbed, are being beaten, have a knock on the door at 2 in the morning begging for something. It's becoming utterly clear. Ask the people on the south side of Chicago. Ask them. Ask people in the Bronx. Ask them. Ask people in North Philly what they think about open borders. Ask them. Not about white privilege, Joy Reid, you dumb buffoon, you racist. It's not about that. Joy Reid's not even in touch with what's going on in our inner cities. Benny Thompson. I thought he represented a largely minority community. But he doesn't care about them. He's in Washington. And I'll ask you again, American. I've asked you repeatedly. And I want to ask black Americans. What kind of representation are you getting? What kind of... What kind of representation are you getting? These people in Washington... They represent you? Driving up the cost of your food with inflation? Paying off somebody else's student loans? They represent you? Blocking the ability of your little kids or grandkids to go to 
good schools? Is that what you want? They don't represent you. It's not about civil rights. It's about civil rights Marxism. Civil rights Marxism means you have no opportunities. You'll be told what to do. You'll be educated about what they want to educate you about and how they want to educate you. That's not about freedom. It's about the opposite of freedom. I'm serious. Benny Thompson's been in Congress for a long, long time. And I asked the people. I believe in Jackson, Mississippi. How's it going? Things going okay? Crime in the streets? The cost of even a drive through restaurant? How's it going? Is your life better? If it is better, does it have anything to do with the government and Benny Thompson? I ask our fellow Americans who live in these communities who have to live with the outcome of what happens. How's the Democrat Party treating you? Are you freer as a result of Democrat mayors and councils? Are you safer? Are your kids getting a better education? Oh, we need more money. They don't need more money. Does China need more money? Does Castro, I mean, does Cuba need more money? North Korea, they bankrupt their own damn countries. Look at California. Look at California. Borders wide open. And Newsom wants them wide open. 41% of the people in California were not born there. How does that work? Everybody's not pulling in the same direction. Everybody's going in their own direction. When it comes to the culture and assimilation and patriotism and allegiance to our country, so quaint, so old-fashioned. Consequences are obvious. Military recruitment is so low, it's frightening. Recruitment in the police, so low, it's frightening. And here's something I want to tell you, not to upset you. But we are headed for an economic crash. The interest rate on our debt is so massive. Massive. It's $700 billion right now. It's $200 billion a year, more than it was two years ago. Once that gets out of the box, there's no putting it back. You understand what I'm saying? There's no putting it back. How do you put it back? So we'll debate about a government shutdown. And we'll be told, oh my God, we can't shut the government down. Every single program is precious. What about the quarter of a trillion dollars you lose every year? Hey, don't bring up facts. We're ideologues here. They took the COVID money and then they used it as a baseline. So forevermore, we're paying for COVID forevermore. Hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. And they want to increase it on top of that. And by the way, it's just not the Marxist Democrats. It's people like Susan Collins. 